0: I look forward to meeting you and to serving you well. I would love to play a part in decreasing your pain and increasing your happiness. See you soon.
1: So this tightrope we walk from the earlier lesson on interdependency and its evil twin codependency, we all have this appropriate craving for a relationship where we can feed off of each other's positive energy. It's okay to crave that. And it's a glorious thing when we can experience it. But most of the work we do in our position is when that's not available, what's the plan? When we're too busy, what's the plan? Now, the American philosophy referring to is when you fill an empty spot in your wagon, go to your spouse and poke them and say, you should fill up my wagon." Okay, I like to talk about bacon on this one. Okay, he's all, Sarah, you used to give me bacon every night for dinner before I went to bed. And I've noticed you haven't been giving me bacon. And so I'm coming to you and saying, I feel I need bacon. Okay, and I'm becoming dysfunctional without your bacon. And you're going, you do know sometimes I don't have bacon. And I have other things in my wagon. He's all... But I'm used to getting your bacon and I'm becoming dysfunctional without it. Codependency is when we become dysfunctional because of what someone else is not giving us. Okay. I'm falling apart emotionally. I'm unable to maintain a positive mental attitude. Okay. The hard part is most people don't talk like this. So you have to translate it into this scientific language. It's fun, but it can be offensive to translate it for them. So what you're saying is you're becoming dysfunctional because I'm not giving you bacon. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I yeah, I don't even know what I'm... Never mind. Now you're making me feel stupid. You made me feel stupid. I was just sitting here doing nothing and you made me feel stupid. Okay, so... That's what codependency is when I am falling apart because of something somebody else did. So what we want to have happen is when celestial dynamics don't succeed, we don't want to fall to codependent. We want to fall to independent. You go to your neighbor and you say, do you have any bacon? And they say, no, I don't. You say, that's fine. I'll make do and I'll make an excellent dinner without bacon. Okay. You're not giving me emotional support. That's okay. I will have a great day today, even without you giving me emotional support. I can make great things happen even when you aren't there for me. That's what independence is. So that's why we have this cycle. I'm fine if people go to each other and say, Hey, if we combined our wagons, we could do some really neat stuff. Okay. And I'm so glad that you have bacon because you always have bacon. You go, but I don't have bacon today. You've ruined my life because I was planning on you having bacon today. Okay. So do you see how this metaphor fits? What do we do when you open the fridge and you don't have bacon? Okay. You don't slam the door and start swearing and crying on the floor and throwing a tantrum. You go, what else can I make? I can make something else without bacon and I can make something good. So independent people fall to independence and they make things really nice when they don't have bacon. So if you, I have no problem, reach for somebody else. Hey, do you have bacon? No, I don't have bacon. That's fine. Do you have some love for me? No, I don't. That's fine. Can you buy something from the store for me on your way home from work? No, I can't. That's fine. Okay, can you take me seriously for 10 minutes? No, I cannot. That's fine. I can be fine if you don't take me seriously. Can you listen to my feelings for 30 minutes? No, I cannot. I'll be fine. Okay, so all these things that everyone says that we need, okay, we can be fine. Okay, so what the glitch is, there are so many ways we've been cheating this system with modern technology. Because if you go back 200 years ago, and you're sitting there and you live six miles from town and your neighbor is two miles away and the wagon's not there and neither the horse and you need bacon. You can't just get a thing and text and tell DoorDash to bring you bacon from the grocery store. As my wife and I were learning these concepts and applying them ourselves, we kept trying to figure out the, where's all this energy coming from? I wanna emphasize the concept of the celestial orientation. We're gonna keep referring to this because it never goes away and it's so powerful. And what is meant by that is the tendency to have a strong drive and craving for a relationship functioning in its celestial form that pulls on us like geese, ducks, whales, salmon, and all those species that get this pull and so as my wife and i have tried to clarify what this is happening is one of us and it's usually her has this awareness of this interdependent synergistic dynamic that could occur between us where she just barely opens her mind the tiniest bit and i can see her needs and her response or her desire in the moment and i have this perfect reaction, and she has this perfect reaction to me, and I have this perfect reaction to her, and we just create this beautiful scenario. And she doesn't think of it as like stealing or ransacking my wagon. She says I just think of it as a bid for an intimate psychological moment. Like we have this opportunity to be with each other, and I'm all I get that. Okay, and then. As we were talking about the savior complex, she goes, I know that you're not that awesome. She goes, but sometimes by default, I just, he's smart. So he knows everything. He's strong so he can lift anything. He's good. And so we finally decided, so we have a communication tool now. If she accidentally starts talking like this, which is always on accident, I've learned to smile and say, thank you. And she says, like, what do you mean, thank you? That always happens as we think. Thank you for thinking I am Superman again. <laughs> thank you for thinking that I can jump over high mountains and I can be psychologically empathetic and I can be productive and I can worry about finances and I can do all this all at once. And she smiles and says, you can't? What do you mean you can't, you can't do all that? And I'm all... Like, I'm almost there. I'm like millimeters away. I am just on the verge of being able to do all of that all at once. And she's all, That's so sweet. And I'm all, but I've learned to say, thank you. Thank you for thinking. I actually can understand what a woman says. That's such a compliment to think that I can comprehend you. Okay. Thank you for thinking that I can feel what you feel when you talk about it. That's such a compliment. So ladies, What you're actually doing is extremely complimentary, okay? (laughs) To assume that he has that superpower is amazing. Now, this is why we have the grieving lesson so early, is how frequently it's going to be disappointing. I was in tears almost this morning. This woman, we were three-fourths the way into our conversation. I was training them in some terrestrial tools. She's. Got the little tear, the eye leak going on. And she said, Shouldn't it be possible for us to every once in a while be able to talk about something until we agree on what we're going to do and how we're going to handle it so we can just collaborate until we're on the same page? That sounds so awesome. I love that idea. That is so beautiful. And I hope. Someday we can get there. But as long as we're dealing with human brains, that's about as likely as be therefore perfect. But the hard part is we're still required to try. So I have to try to collaborate and be on the same page with my wife. And she has to try and collaborate and be on the same page with me. But almost every time we have this moment, this space, this unfinished bridge where we end up flipping a coin and going, one of us is going to have to make a decision here and be the steward over that decision, having taken into consideration the other person's thoughts, but we still have not completed with all integrity a complete collaborative synergy. So we either have to pretend we, and fake it, Oh yeah, me and my husband, we're on the same page totally with the way we raise our teenage daughter. Freaking liars, okay? You are not on the same page with how you raise your daughter, okay? Either he's caving to something you've decided or you're caving to something he decided. But when you do it consciously, when you do it aware, we are choosing to default to your philosophy on this. And on this one, we're choosing to default to yours. I've listened to you and I've heard what you have to say. But the glitch is if we just communicate a little bit more, if I just pass this on there, if he can just understand this, if I can just talk to the, if I can just do one more thing to get them to understand me or to get me to understand them, if we can just not have to include the bridge of divine intervention, if we can just keep God out of it, and just get on the same page as two people, we can pull this off. Okay? That is a gloriously miraculous hope. And I join you in being sad when you can't have it.
0: You have just finished listening to another principle that is one of many that you will find in a special class that I've put together called the Marriage Repair Workshops and the Lazarus Lectures. This is a compilation of principles that I have pulled from my years of training, study, and therapeutic experience designed to give you the tools the vision, the ideas, everything that is necessary to take a relationship that has experienced catastrophic levels of unpleasantness and falling apart and rebuild it almost as if raising it from the dead. Please follow the links and attend at least one of our Marriage Repair Workshops. So that you can get a feel for what you will learn and get your attachment to the multimedia classroom that holds videos, audios, articles from me and several other specialists that we call the Lazarus Lectures, a 40 lesson series building from one principle to another so that you can discover what is necessary to pull off a miracle in your relationship. I hope you'll find great value in this. I hope those of you who find yourselves unable to afford the thousands of dollars necessary to attend a marriage therapist, especially one that's really good and is not as available as we would like therapists to be, please, Please study this material in the Lazarus Lectures and attend the Marriage Repair Workshops so that we can help you get things back to the way you want them. We'll see you then.